What's up, you guys? This is your girl Essence, and you're riding the wave of wisdom in red. Uh, I'm I'm glad you're able to join me right now. I just want to hop right into it. Are you faithful but furious? And basically, this is just uh, touching on briefly. It's not going to be extensive, but touching on briefly on those who have been faithful to their uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, fiance, and maybe even their husband or their wife, right? But you're just not getting the fulfillment within the relationship that you would hope for. And specifically, if you're single, though, and you've been dating someone and they just still have not put that ring on your finger, you're just like holding out for hope. And you're like, what is the problem? Well, what what happens sometimes, especially if you've been in a relationship and it's just been a constant issue. If you have been faithful, you guys may may even have children together because let's just be honest. I'm talking to people who are in the faith and not in the faith. I'm talking to people who uh, maybe are in the faith now, maybe didn't start off in the faith with that person. So maybe you guys are not even married yet. So this is really especially for you guys where you have been faithful to this individual, loyal to this person, and it's not necessarily being reciprocated. And you stay with this person. And again, like you may have something invested in this person, years, time, energy. I'm going to just say, if, if you know that they're just a bad person and you don't have any children together, just get out just leave. (laughs) That's like number one. And you'll just have to learn how to move on without them. Um, if you are not married to them and you don't have any children with this person, then just keep it moving. I mean, it's easy for me to say that, but then again, I've been in that situation and I just ended up having to keep it moving and I, and I, I felt way better for it. So anyhow, anyhow, are you faithful, but furious? Um, first off, uh, think of, um, If you're with this person and you, let's just say you guys do have children, right? Or let's just say you're in a relationship and you feel like there is a chance. So how do you win them over? Well, for one, because you know, you may feel like this person really, they are invested in you. Um, but they're just not sealing the deal. Of course, I would want to know why. I would ask why I would ask what the intentions were. Um, but look at some things and and this is hard. This is really hard because I just feel like if that person is not giving you, uh, the, the basic things, you know what I mean? Like what type of man are you with? What type of woman are you with? I want to go to Titus real quick. Because I think we have to establish that foundation and just kind of weed some things out before we can kind of just get to the person that we know is the person um, and, and we know that we've been with or have children with, have built a whole life with and all of this stuff. You have so much invested um, that you really feel like you can't get out. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to. Uh, but then also those who are married and you're with a person and it just seems like they're only halfway there. What to do in this case, right? But let's just look at who we're dealing with. Who are you with? So in Titus, you have uh, Titus 1, verse starting in verse 6. He's talking about the type of man who's supposed to lead in the church, like being a bishop or an elder in the church, right? 
And I'm using this only because the Bible talks about how the wife is to wash. Uh, I mean, the one, the husband is to wash the wife with the word, right? And to love her the way he loves himself, all of these things. And you're supposedly not feeling like that as the woman, right? Um, we'll get to the men in a second. Um, as far as like, um, how the woman's supposed to be for the man. But when you look at how a man is supposed to be, it talks about how a man is to be uh, blameless, the husband of one wife. Now, just starting in those first two, <laughs> is he a blameless man? Like, can you look at him and see that he's been blameless? You know, and you're going to see some issues, but I'm talking about like, is he cheating? Like is, you know, it says the husband of one wife, is he out there? Do you have proof of this man cheating? Okay. Um, is what are you dealing with here? Are you dealing with the man who's been guilty of a bunch of stuff? Because Proverbs 21, eight talks about how the way of a guilty man is crooked. The way of a guilty man is crooked. So you want to understand his character. Is this a crooked man that you're trying to make straight his paths that only Christ can do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, and be won over even by your actions. If you're married, if you're married, you know, your actions, what you're doing, your behaviors is what is what the Bible says wins him over without a word. If you go to first Peter three and one, he talks about winning the husband over by your own behavior in your own behavior, meaning the things that I'm going to mention here in Titus, uh, among other things. Uh, if, even if you go to Galatians five, which I'll go there as well, I'm gonna try to remember that. Um, but a man is to be blameless. The husband of one wife, if he's cheating, if he's got a lot of issues that, and there's a lot of blame there, maybe you guys need to address that in some counseling or something. And you cannot be afraid of counseling. Um, if you have children together, he has faithful children, not accused of, um, of dissipation or insubordination. In other words, like are the, are y'all's children, you know, wild and out, are they, you know, um, sexually active, drunken, you know, in a drunken stupor, are they wasting energy and resources? Are they careless? Um, these are, you know, these are, these are signs that he needs help with understanding how to be a leader. Um, uh, uh, so they, they need to be a steward of God, right? If they're going to be a leader, uh, over your house, but I'm probably talking to some people here who are not in the Lord like that. I'm just saying, you don't have to get in the Lord because <laughs> you're missing out on a lot. It's a lot of order that you're missing out on and a lot of boundaries of respect and honor that you're missing out of. And, and just personally that fellowship with the Holy spirit and that power, um, and that love, that love and grace to even lead a house. So you're missing out there if, if you're, if you're not into, into the Lord in the Lord have not received him by faith through grace, um, that he's not self-willed. Oftentimes a self-willed man, he's trying to just live life by himself. You ever hear people talk about how they're in a marriage, uh, by themselves. It's like <laughs> that other person is like leading their own path. And, you know, sometimes y'all connect and sometimes you don't, you know, um, you hear people sometimes saying that, why am I feeling lonely when I have, when I have somebody, you know, um, so that person just may be self-willed. Um, this man should not be quick tempered. Um, he should not be given to wine, uh, not violent, not greedy for money. Um, and, and this is all important. I know that this is for God's house, but this is how much more 
is this for your personal house? Because he says you can't even begin to lead in God's house until your house, your personal house is in order. So this is really some important stuff to, to pull from as to what kind of man we should be have, you know, excuse me, we should be having, you know, to lead over, you know, our home as a wife. Um, uh, you know, especially if you're not even married yet, you know, married yet to that man and you want him to be your husband. But here's the thing. If he's, you know, like all over the place with this stuff, then he's just not ready. And if he hasn't put a ring on your finger, finger yet, be thankful that he hasn't be thankful because he still has some stuff that he's got to go before God about that. He still needs to work out as a man that he needs to still learn about because you don't want to get in a marriage and then he'd be full of resentment and you, and you can't even enjoy the ring on your finger. You see what I mean? Um, there's, uh, there is a scripture that I'm thinking of and I wonder, Oh, it's a scripture I'm thinking of, but it'll hit me. It'll hit me. It'll hit me anyhow. So I'm gonna keep going. So he's to be, um, hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober minded, just a just man, holy and self-controlled. You know, a just man isn't going to always look to put the blame on you. A just man is not always going to look to just try to see things his way all the time with that self-will. A just man is actually going to look with wisdom and have conversations with you. Um, and not be a person who's, who's, uh, ill-tempered about things and, uh, avoiding things and not understanding how to communicate. These traits here show, they reveal a man who knows how to communicate with people and not just people, but his woman as well, you know? Um, so, so also, because if he's going to wash you with the word, he's got to know, uh, how to, how to live the word. Uh, when he's washing you with it, he's invested in the water and the soap and all of that too. So it's not just him taking a bucket and dumping it on you. He is washing your body. Think of a, think of a husband and a wife in a tub together, washing each other. He's washing you. He himself is clean as he's washing you in the word as well. He is extending the grace that God has given to him, to you and your children together. So, um, you know, uh, let's see, he's talking about, um, being hospitable. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very interesting. Not being greedy for money. Cause you don't want his drive for money to drive you guys into the poorhouse. <laughs> you want him to have wisdom about money. Um, because that's one of the main reasons why people end up divorcing is because of money issues. And you want to have a man who is wise with his money as well. Um, who's also hospitable. Um, he's a lover of what is good. He's sober minded, just holy, self-controlled. I said those things and holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught. Has he even been taught? Is he being taught the word? Does he even have any word going into him? You see what I mean? Because if he's constantly having the word being put into him and then, you know, you're expecting all of this stuff out of him. He's like, I'm not God. I can't give you all of it. I don't even know what it is I'm supposed to be giving. I still am looking for the stuff that I need. How can I give that to you? Right. And in the meantime, you're just knowing that he's falling short left and right or here and there, or maybe he's great over here and he just totally disappoints you over here. Well, no man 
that loves his woman likes to feel like he's disappointing her like ever they hate that they are a performance driven like wonder of the world I mean wonder from God (laughs) because men are performance driven look at look at God God is at their head right Christ is at their head you know at the head of us is 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 them right and so they excuse me the the excuse me glory excuse me let me say that okay hold on (laughs) because the we look at the glory our glory is our hair but it also talks about woman being man's glory excuse me but at the head of all of us is Christ and you look at um you look at the headship though and you look at how the Lord literally like all of these things that he's bestowed to us these actions that God's constantly taken that he's constantly um performance driven he wants results God is a results type of God he is the only God he's the most high God he is all-knowing just all everything right and so guys have that same drive within them to be performance and results driven so if they feel like they're always disappointing us they just want to know what have I done wrong today they would just wake up or by the end of their night come home and say what have I done wrong today why are you not giving me none why do you have an attitude with me why are you rolling your eyes why are you going why are you smacking your lips (laughs) so they don't like that they don't perform well with a constant consistent uh, uh, feeling like they've disappointed us. So anyway, I think I've driven home that point. So those are some ways, I think I've kind of given a a mouthful already, but those are some ways right there that men, uh, that that men should be. Those are some traits that men that we choose to to get with should be, should be like. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be like this. They're going to be shuffled all over the board as I'm going down that list, right? But if you're with, a, especially yourself, especially if you ain't got it together, you also have to look at yourself. So now let's look at um, the women. And actually, I want to say one more thing with the with the men. For the older, if they're older, especially, it's expected that they are sober, that they're reverent, that they're temperate, that they're sound in faith, in love, and in patience. Okay. Uh, especially if you're like me, like I, I'll probably, I don't know. I just desire a man who's pretty patient. Okay. And, and, and full of love, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I need that grace in my life. My children need that grace. So anyway, so for women in Titus two, he talks about for older women, but this is really period point blank. This is even for the younger women that, you be reverent in behavior that you not be slanderers are you out there are you disrespecting him in the house and you know when you're going too far with your mouth and it's not cute it's not cool no they don't you know if you're talking about well they need to hear that I had to tell them that I have to talk to them talk to him like that or he won't understand me he won't take me serious da, 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 da. well if you have to be with a man to where that's how you have to talk to him then he is not the one because he's causing you then or you're actually in, in your attempts to communicate with him you're breaking the word you see what I mean you're falling short with the word of God because God hasn't built you to be someone who is aggressive against men your husband you see what I'm saying? He hasn't built you guys um, to fight each other. 
he hasn't built you to be enemies. You see what I mean? Rather, he tests you. He tests you in order to, uh, uh, matter of fact, it's a scripture, Ecclesiastes 3.18 that says that God tests man and improve to prove to people that we are like animals. In other words, that we literally, we're just like, we're just a tay in the wind. Okay. We're like a flower in the breeze, but at the same, so we all have to be humble, but he tests us to humble us, to humble us because we're not supposed to be proud against each other. Okay. And if you want to constantly, you know, go against, go at, uh, your spouse or your loved one or whatever, uh, your fiance or, or what, well, or I don't know, whoever you're dating man or woman, you know, for men and women, um, whoever you're dating that you have to know that if God himself will be the one to humble the heart, he'll be the one to reveal the heart. Okay. He says, if it, matter of fact, in, in Roman, I think it's, yeah, it's Romans 12, 20. He says, if your enemy is hungry, if he's thirsty, feed him, give him something to drink. He says, doing it heaps hot coals on their heads. It's also in the Old Testament somewhere too. But anyhow, but I know it's in Romans 12, 20. He says, it's heaping burning coals on their heads. So how much more, if we're to love our enemies, how much more are you supposed to love the one right there next to you? you know, who you're trying to build a life with. So why would you treat them like the enemy when you should be building as a team? And you may say, well, I am, I am. It's him that's acting like that. It's her that's acting like that. Well, I mean, again, we go back to the title. Are you faithful to the cause? Yeah, I'm faithful to building. I'm faithful to to this wifey role. I'm faithful to the husband role and all of that. But are you complaining in the process you know what I mean are you are you stomping around the house are you making your presence felt that you're not pleased and I'm gonna tell you something that God told me and I'm gonna get to the women again something that the Lord told me when I was in a marriage it ended due to adultery (coughs) not you know not on my end but it did end in adultery um But one of the things that the Lord showed me, because there was a process of me seeing this stuff, what was going on. And the Lord told me, I remember I was, I was a new wife. And I remember uh, a couple of years in, I was just like, I, God told me, he said, he said, who micromanages you? Who micromanages you? Talking about what person micromanages me? I was like, nobody. He said, well, then why do you micromanage him? I gave you freedom, liberty in my son. You have freedom in Christ, in Jesus, in Yeshua, right? But what have you given him? You have not extended that same grace. And I'm going to tell you, I had so much peace after that. I had so much peace after that. I was no longer trying to control this man. I was no longer trying. Now notice, you heard me say I was no longer trying to control him and the marriage ended in adultery, right? So what it was, and I'm not saying that me trying to control and and micromanage led to that, caused that, because a man is going to do what's already in his own heart to do. But, um, 
you can make it easy to where that man does not want to come home. You can make, you know what I'm saying? Even if you're a good wife you're or a good husband, you're doing all the right stuff. You're doing all the right stuff, but you keep nitpicking at the, at, at these little things with no grace. You constantly throw on the law against their heads, that man or that woman's head about how they're not doing this enough. They should be doing this with the children. They should be doing that with the children. You know, they should be, you know, doing this with their body. They should be working out more. You know, men like their women to tighten up. Well, why ain't you cooking like this? And why aren't you cleaning up like that? And the, and the, and the, and the woman, why aren't you making more money? Or why, you know, how come you don't, why don't you lose that gut? You know, how come you over there at your mama's house all the time? It's just so many different things that we have against each other. How come you just leave your drawers all over the place? I'm already with the kids all day long. How, and I got to work too. And how come you don't do the dishes sometimes? You know, I'm, I know I'm hitting on some stuff. So at the end of the day, you know, you have to, I want to go back. I want to go back. Let me, cause I'm just getting ahead of myself. Okay. Because here's the thing. It talks about how a wise woman. A wise woman, she builds her house. That is a period. There's actually another verse that that actually makes it um, gender neutral here, where it it talks about, you know, when basically a wise person is going to build. You're going to build. You're not gonna destroy. It says that a, a, a foolish woman destroys, tears down her house. In Proverbs fourteen one. You know, and then you have Proverbs 21 that talks about how um, if you go to Proverbs 21, verse nine, it talks about how it's better to live on the corner of the rooftop than in the house with a contentious wife. And then in verse 19, it says it's better to live in the desert than to be in the house with the ill tempered, contentious wife. Always got a temper quick to pop off, quick to go off. Are you faithful but furious? Are you faithful but furious? You just want that ring. You want commitment from this person. But are you making it hard? Are you making that person sit back and say, God dang, do I want to be? I know I got kids with this person, but dang, do I want to live the rest of my life with this person? Because we could co-parent from different households. Are they just barely hanging on because dang, I'm trying to be trustworthy I'm trying to be loyal I want to be there for you guys but you make it real hard with your fury you make it real hard with how I'm constantly disappointing you you make it real real hard with how I can't come home to peace for one full night and get some I mean I'm just saying that's that's if you're married that's only if you're married y'all So I'm just putting this stuff out there. So let me go on and go to the women. It says, and I'm going to be done in a second. It says that the women should be reverent in behavior. Do people even respect you? Do you respect yourself? Does he see that? I mean, do you see that? Do you respect yourself? Because if you're not respecting even yourself, because the Bible talks about 
loving others the way that you love yourself. So if you're even dishonoring and lacking reverence for your own self and your own relationship in God, if you're lacking reverence in God who gives order, it is nothing but a, uh, uh, I mean, it ain't nothing but a thing to know that you yourself are somewhere out of order, out of alignment, which is contributing to the, to the, to the fury that you may have because it's a lack of peace that you've not sought from God or that you've sought that you, that you're seeking for in the wrong places. You're seeking validation from that man instead of going to God who could tell you how to, you know, how to rip and run this thing. So he talks about not being slanderers. Oh my gosh. Like how many times have you slandered his name to other people for him disappointing you? For the things that he did in the past that he's still with you because y'all are trying to get over the humps, but y'all not communicating right. But you go and you communicate it to everybody else. Do you even know how to communicate with a man without it being an argument, without you trying to prove a point and be right, without you just trying to prove a point? Can you just have pleasant arguments with this person as if they are your friend again and your best friend? Or is it always a tug for the reins, always a competition, you know? Um, uh, so, you know, and then you go off and you slander his name to other people, to your best friend, or, and I understand that you have to sometimes have someone to talk to, but I definitely always recommend, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in therapists, but I'm also a firm believer in going to the Holy Spirit, literally getting advice by the Holy Spirit, getting in the word of God bringing yourself back in alignment with the Lord so that you can hear right and treat people right, treat him right. And when I say treat him right, I'm not talking about the faithful part. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to God. Men, women, be faithful to God first. And he'll give you the wisdom on, should I be with this person? Should I not? Am I investing in the wrong thing here? Some of y'all about to make some serious mistakes and start having popping out babies with the wrong person. And the, the best thing, the best way to know that is to not just say, Ooh, I'm having problems with this person and dump them, but to say, let me get in alignment so that I'm hearing from God properly in a healthy manner. I'm hearing from God. I'm reading his word and I'm obeying him. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. He's led me. I done repented. You know, I done asked. I done sought him out. I done knocked and he answered. He let me in. And now he's filled me with this Holy Spirit. Man, I'm hearing now. I see, I see how to be as a husband to that, to, to the, to a woman I'm gonna make my wife. I see what to look for in a wife. I see now how to be as a woman. And what type of man I should even allow around me and my children to raise up our children for me to even, you know, reveal my holy of my holiest of holies to. Okay. So a woman, again, not being a slanderer, not giving too much wine. In other words, can't be drinking all the time. I mean, Lord knows I do like my Moscato. Okay. I like Moscato and peach. That's one of my favorite drinks if I drink it all, but I really don't drink, (laughs) 
because it's pointless to me. I, I, to, to me, some people say, oh, well, I drink it to relax. I understand that, but sometimes I just feel like it should be something for more of a, a joyous occasion as opposed to leaning on something to relieve you. I'm real funny about that because that could easily turn into an addiction, you know, and easily turn into you, you know, not going to God and just saying, I'm just going to drink, sleep, drink, sleep, watch this movie, whatever, da, 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 da. You know, you may even say, well, I'll drink some wine and read the word. (laughs) Definitely read the word. But anyhow, not giving a much wine. Teacher of good things. Are you a teacher of good things? Things that, 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 do you provide information? Are you resourceful? Do you, do you, you know, provide joy in people's lives? Information. Do you, you know, are you, are you sharing the gospel? That is a good thing. Are you providing encouragement and hope? Are you are you talking to other women, younger women? Are you are you putting out, you know, God's God's energy, God's spirit into other things rather than just complaining about your house? The one that you say that you're trying to build, but you're 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 actually destroying it yourself. You're tearing it down. You're being self-destructive in all the ways surrounding him. So anyway, uh, you know, um, so admonishing other women to love their husbands, or are you constantly, are you warning women about men? Girl, don't marry. Girl, don't do this. Girl, stay away from these men. Da, 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 da. I see why women become lesbians. I see why men get, you know, be gay. You know, are you talking like that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to tear you down or nothing like that. I'm just trying to be honest and, and analyze some things, break some things down, the hidden places in our hearts that, you know, no one else sees, but they see it, but they're not like trying to identify to help you with it. I'm trying to help us here so that we can cast off the things that are, that are unlike him, that are unlike the Lord, that are actually breaking down and tearing down our houses. Um, so teaching uh, women to love their children. I can't tell you how many women seem to hate their children. Today, we are in a day where they love killing children. They just cheered out there in Scotland or wherever that was uh, that they can finally have abortions. I mean, a crowd of women cheering. Anyway, um, so that women are to be discreet again, you know, putting everything out on the block, you know, it's not good. Chase, you know, having, you know, so if you're single, why are you giving it up? You giving it up like you married and why, you know, why does he feel unless God convicted him in his heart some type of way, why would he marry you? And I'm not saying that to tear you down. I'm just saying that could be a thought in his mind. Well, she's already given it to me. We already got kids together. Are you presenting any standard there? Are you giving him uh, uh, a, a value? Are you putting a value Uh, on yourself are you revealing the value of yourself and see a one way that we release that value one we give it up um but we we know when we weren't supposed to but then also our attitudes we have the nerve to keep yap 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 yapping but then we just go ahead and give it up so they're like well i'll get i'll give this but i ain't gonna give the ring i'll give you my sex but i ain't gonna give the ring i'll give you a child 
because that just so happened to come up out of the sex. But I ain't going to give you no ring because I ain't going to deal with that attitude. And it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong because it's not what you say. It is how you say it. We've all heard it. And if there's no reverence there, if there's no respect there, it's like you're disrespecting your own body by letting certain things come up out your mouth to him. And then you're, it's like a, a disbanding of trust. And you're probably like, well, he does stuff all the time where I can't trust him and this and this and that. You know, I, and I understand that once again, you know, because if a man is guilty of something, we think that his whole way is crooked. Again, that's, you know, Proverbs 21, 8. So, you know, there's validity in understanding you're furious, how you're furious, your fury. But in wisdom, you, how do you treat your enemy? How does God say to treat your enemy? You feed them still. You see what I mean? You treat your enemy the way you treat yourself. You love them. So how much more the one you are trying to build a house with? Do you have to practice wise communication and wise behavior? So anyway, so also that the woman uh, be good, <laughs> a homemaker. And of course you, and when I say a homemaker and when this word says a homemaker, Yes, we know, you know, oh, woman's house, uh, woman's spot is places in the kitchen. Da, 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 da. I'm not trying to come from that angle. I'm saying a man is still going to expect you or at least hope that you can take care of a home. Because it's been embedded in every man's head for the most part. Now, if you're a little bit younger, I don't know what folks are thinking these days. But I do know that God is the creator of a man. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that is what is in a man's soul. He wants to feel cared for by his woman. So that is a part of making the home. Is what kind of environment are you creating for him? That is being a homemaker. A home of peace. Making a home of peace. So are you good at that? You know what I mean? Are, are you working on that? If you're not good at that. Being good. Are you a good person? Like, are you cool? Like... Not just are you fun and are you, you know, funny and whatnot, but are you actually a good person? Because you can make people laugh and be cracking like ill jokes all day long. Are you actually doing good? Because when people see someone doing good, it just, it makes them want to do good. If they're constantly just seeing evil or discord or issues and when I say issues I mean like you just always got a problem you just always got a problem with somebody it's just always some Anna some and we say Anna down south animosity you just always got some level of animosity so that spreads more animosity so then are you being obedient to your own are you being obedient? It says to your own husband. Are you being obedient? And when I say being obedient, when he's telling you something, I don't like it when you do this. Did you hear him? Did you even hear him when he said what he didn't like? Or did you say, I know you saying what you don't like and you blah, 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 blah. Is that you? Or are you just actually listening so that you can learn how to better communicate and compromise with him? I had to learn all this the hard way. I'm telling you, I had to learn it all the hard way. Okay. I definitely had my faults. All this stuff that I'm telling you, I had to learn it. 
so that I don't, you know, uh, repeat my same mistakes. So are you, you know, um, whew, wow, that's interesting because in verse five in, in Titus two, it's talking about he, after naming all of these things, how the women should be. He says that it's that the word of God may not be blasphemed. That is so powerful. And I, do y'all grasp that as a woman for for the women listening, even for the men listening, because I'm going to tell you, men, if you are talking, talking the word, but you treating us like crap, we look at you like you're blaspheming the word. We look at y'all like you are blaspheming the word of God. The same way that y'all will look at us. Because in the world, they talk about how the man to judge the woman for how she is. Like if she's a, you know, a whore, you know, or a hoe, how some of us say, um, no matter what a man is going to judge that. Well, we as women in the church, especially, and then even outside of the church and you claiming to be a man of God, we look at you and we feel that you are blaspheming God's word, you know, by the hypocrisy. No one likes a hypocrite. So you, if you're a, a woman of God, especially, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this women of God in the church and they just dogging they men, like literally like just trying to <laughs> drag him around on a leash, get mad at him the minute he don't do something right. It's horrible. So, you know, but then turn right around and be like, well, you should be praying and let's pray. And we da 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 And then always going to church. You think he's going to want to do any of that stuff? And you didn't tore him apart, tore him apart from the moment the sun came up all the way to the sun going down and y'all getting in the bed. She didn't cook your dinner, the man's dinner. She didn't cook this, uh, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, whatever you don't want it, but still got something to say about, you know, through it all. How was that going to win him over? How is that? glorifying God no one wants that do you want that for you do you want somebody like that for you that you have strong loving feelings for but yet they constantly tearing you down in certain little ways and when you try to express it you try or even in your actions sometimes that person will show you in their actions they'll show you by not coming home you know Um, They'll show you by not responding, giving one word answers, even though they may be as gentle and loving as they want to be. But all of a sudden you don't have the conversations that you used to have with that person before y'all had gotten more serious. What happened? What happened before some stuff started happening? This person knew how to communicate. They they had uh, 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 more words, you know, of kindness. They gave more compliments. They why did this stuff stop? What happened? What am I not seeing here? You know, what am I not listening to? So you have to watch what they're doing also. Okay. So anyhow, anyhow, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, there are so many things, so many things I'd like to say. Um, But here's the thing is that when we, we have to learn to trust God also, again, are you faithful, but furious? Are you really being faithful if you're furious? Because if we're faithful, we're going to trust God. We're going to trust God with that person. That's when I really had to have peace. I had come to the understanding of some things that I was, that I had fallen short in. And God had me tighten up on it. 
I was like, wow, but I can't expect God to do the exact same thing with the next person. I don't know how the next person is going to respond to God. I can't expect the person that I love to, to increase when I increase or to decrease when I decrease to pull back when I'm ready to pull back. They probably ready to pop off because of all the drama between us, right? So you have to then learn patience. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to Galatians because I always bring up Galatians for the simple fact that it's revealing the fruit of the spirit of God. The fruit of the, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such, there's no law. That's powerful. Those who are Christ, who belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become what? Conceited, doing what? Provoking one another, envying one another. Some people envy in relationships that they get more attention or that they get, you know, I don't know if you're (laughs) crazy about social media more likes on social media or that they get more attention from the opposite sex or or you know that they make more money than they do you know live by the spirit it's not like you don't know about God we 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 can't keep acting like this in the body we can't keep acting like this in the world period it's already too much going on the bible says in verse uh, in in chapter 6 verse 2 It says, actually, I'm starting verse one, brother, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, what are you supposed to do? So in other words, if your man or your woman is taken in any trespass, so you got to look at your, 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 your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you have to look at them as your spiritual brother or sister in Christ. You have to look at them with the same grace that you need God to look at you and you say, and he says here, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, in other words, you, the one who's faithful, who's trying to, you know, who's being perfect, who's trying to make everything right. Who's the one always trying to get everything on the ball. You (laughs) who are spiritual, restore, 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 restore such a one in a spirit of what gentleness gentleness considering yourself lest you also be tempted of the same stuff lest you also be tempted is what it says verse 2 says bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ and listen to this for if anyone thinks himself to be something When he's nothing, he deceives himself. Because before God, we're like the animals. We come and we go. (laughs) We come and we go all back to the dust. As mentioned in Ecclesiastes. So I just want to say this. Again, I say in Galatians chapter 5, even in verse 16, he says, I say then, walk in the spirit. Matter of fact, I'm going to go to uh, verse 14 for all the laws fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you love your neighbor as yourself, turn around, look at the person that lay in the bed with you every night. How much more of a neighbor is that? 
love them as you want to be loved at the same time. In other words, so, and when I'm not saying that, well, I do everything good for them. I'm not merely talking about in some works. I'm talking about in spirit. What is your spirit like? Are you gentle? Or do you cause, are you contentious? Are you ill-tempered? Are you out of control like that? And I'm not trying to paint whoever this is, you know, man or woman as some (laughs) evil person. But you can't be, you know, furious if you're really not being faithful to God. If you're not being faithful in how you treat this man or this woman. So he says, but if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. So then what do you do to prevent this? He's giving, he, listen y'all, because he is giving the antidote. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I know you want to go off on him or her. I know you want them to see and hear your point. I know you want them to act right, right now. But biting and devouring one another, you'll just be consumed by one another and be popping out babies in the process. And then what they supposed to do? Right? Then they got to grow up around y'all's dysfunctional tales and think that that's how they're supposed to communicate. And then the dysfunctional cycles go round and round and round because it's probably what you grew up hearing too. Never learning how to properly communicate. Never learning the will of God and how to walk that out and what that looks like in your own life. Never self-analyzing and critiquing yourself and aligning yourself up to love in a healthy manner. To even know, should I be with this person? You know? So he says, "For for the flesh lusts against the spirit. In other words, your will, your personal will, and all them high and low emotions, it's raging against the spirit of God. What you want to see happen. And you know what I mean? Um, and you know, so in <laughs> the spirit against the flesh, cause God is going to, uh-uh, God's will is not changing for your situation. He needs you to come up to him so that you can do right and receive right for you and your children, you and your family, you and your husband, or you and your wife. So these are contrary to one another, the spirit and the flesh, so that you don't do the things that you wish. Isn't that crazy? Because it's forcing you to go to God and say, wow, Lord, because your thoughts are higher than mine. Your ways are higher than mine. So there's a conflict here. So I've got to, I've got to humble out and I got to rise above in Christ. He says, but if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. And it's everything from adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Sometimes we act like we hate each other. We cheat on each other. Contentious, it says contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, of anger. Constantly having outbursts, arguing all the time. Selfish ambitions, it's what I want. It's how you need to be for me and mine. Da-da-da-da-da. Right? Never taking the time to actually understand who you're with. 
Maybe that's just not who they are. And that, that's probably who they don't want to be just because you fussing about it. And he says, uh, uh, you know, he talks about uh, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, anger, you know, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So again, he says, but, but the fruit of the spirit is love, is joy, and it's peace. See, you're saying you, you're faithful, but you're furious. So how you got peace? You really being faithful to that person? Because you ain't got no peace. Faithfulness comes from the, the depths of who we are before God. Long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness self-control so that's the fruit so let us not in verse 26 let us not I say again let us not become conceited provoking one another that's crazy in verse uh, 15 again he says (laughs) or in 14 you shall love your neighbor as yourself but if you bite and devour one another beware lest you be consumed by one another I say then walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh so you guys um there's so much more that I could say I I will say this you know go over um, maybe a few scriptures that I'm looking at here um Job 12 21 through 21 says um God pours out contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty so I was thinking when I looked at that verse I was thinking about how You know, and he also says um, that he will speak. He's the one who speaks to the hearts of men and causes them to give unto our bosom. So if this person is not, um, if, if God is not disarming this person, if God is not humbling this person, you see what I mean? Then, then let's go back to Ecclesiastes three, where he talks about how God tests man to prove that we're all like animals. In other words, to humble us out. Because he says that he's the one who speaks to the hearts of men. He knows if that woman or that man is not acting right with you. Maybe it's to test something and build something in you. Even when that man, I can't remember his name. Oh, if I could remember that scripture. But it's when it was some man, and I can't remember his name in the Old Testament, but he was going off on David. He was like sending curses, hurling curses at David. I mean, just going off at, um, on David. And, you know, of course, David's dude was like, hey, look, yo, like, let me go off this dude. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, let me go kill him. You know, he's wrong for that. You know, he's accusing you. He's cussing you out. David stopped the cat and was like, hey, look, no, because how do I know that God ain't letting it happen for a reason? You know what I mean? What if David was guilty, you know, to convict him? (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like there are some, so even if. You know, even in the midst of arguments and all of this stuff, listen for the truth. Listen to what's really being said to try to shut it down. Try to de-escalate some stuff. Like as far as like, like, dang, like they constantly going off on me or they constantly disappointed. Are you listening to what they're saying? Are you really understanding it? And then are you communicating back to them in a healthy manner with your words? Because no one can read your minds. 
No one can read your mind. You know, and if a person has a hard time listening or understanding or going, y'all having communication issues, let them listen to this. Send this to them so that they can hear this. Send this to your homegirls and your homeboys that are struggling with this stuff. In marriages and single alike, send it if they're not even in a relationship or marriage to prepare them because you know how they like to pop off and, and, and think that the, the problem is always the other person. Send this to them. We have to look at self. Bible talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemies. Right? If we have to love, we don't, half of us don't, we not even loving ourselves. Half the folks in the church thinks that loving yourself is worldly. For goodness sakes, <laughs> how misled and deceived are we that we don't even want to love ourselves, but yet we're expected to love another? We don't even know how to go before God and sanctify ourselves holy and love ourselves before God. And yet we support a man supposed to wash his woman with the word, love her as his own body, but yet he's out there you know, uh, jacking up his own body with drunkenness or drugging, popping pills or men and women. <coughs> so we have to have a, a, a wiser perspective on things. And I'm sure there are some things I'm leaving out. Please feel free to comment whatever, to clap if you like it, um, to share it, please. Um, but then also, oh, so that, my, that was my point for Job 12 was that if God pours out contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty, Trust that he can do that with your spouse. Trust that he can do that with your loved one. The question is, you got to ask, huh? Is he doing that in me first? Is he disarming me to listen to him and humble out? Is he holding me in contempt right now because I've been out of order? You see what I'm saying? You see the wisdom that God pulls back around to us. When we really look at that thing to the point where, dang, then we get the peace with that other person. Because what happens then, matter of fact, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 4 and 5. He says to judge nothing. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing here. But he says, judge nothing before the proper time. Because he says he's going to bring to light what's hidden and expose the motives in people's hearts. You, he's saying, love, you ain't got to, you ain't got to, you ain't got to try to control it yourself. I got this. I'm the one who can humble the heart. But look, let's look at you first. And I know that people hear that all the time. Well, I've been working on me. I've been working on me. Da, 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 da. You, then you ain't, he ain't done with you yet. If you still furious, if you're still in a few, if you're still living in your fury, if you are still living in disappointment, because I understand the Bible talks about in Proverbs 13, 12, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. We know that. But if your heart, if your hope is constantly in, in your relationship with God, then you don't have to worry because you're believing that, well, God is always going to have me on the right track. So am I trying to manipulate this thing? Shouldn't I just sit back and let God work in that, in that person's heart while he's working on my heart too? Because God can handle two people at one time. Trust me. <coughs> so... Write that one down. First Corinthians four or five judge nothing before the proper time, because see this, this is the problem is that a lot of women sit up there and judge a lot of women. They sit up there and assume assumption is so of the devil. 
we'll assume men too will assume that a man or a woman is cheating that their man or woman is cheating will assume it and begin to treat them according to their assumption as opposed to allowing God to reveal and expose if it's really true they should be innocent and proven guilt until proven guilty in your eyesight (coughs) and they would only excuse me and they would only be proven guilty when God reveals it in his time he says judge nothing before the proper time he will bring it to light what's hidden and expose the motives in the people's hearts so here's the thing when he then exposes it that's when you can make your judgment And then when God comes to judge all, he really, that's his wrath handling people if they do you dirty. You literally have nothing to worry about. You literally, he's saying, no, I've really given you freedom in my son. Even the cheater, I got him. But if you can't prove it, it's fine. Don't wrestle with it. I got this. I got this. What's hidden will be exposed. The motives will actually even be exposed. So you have, that's where you have to learn to trust God. So anyhow, let me see if I have any other scriptures that I want to kind of give out. Um, (coughs) Sorry for the cough in my throat. It's getting a little dry and I did not bring water in here with me. Um... Let's see here. Hmm. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that I wanted to share. You know what? I mean, that's pretty much it. Daniel 2.22 says that God reveals the deep and hidden things. So he's doing that with you right now even. He knows what lies in darkness. See, sometimes we don't know what lies in darkness. And this is what the scripture says. He knows what lies in darkness and light, excuse me, and light dwells with him, with God. So sometimes we don't know that it's in the dark until the scripture like tonight, today is revealing within your heart. Are you faithful, but furious? Like that's a contradiction before our walk with God. So I hope you've enjoyed this. It's went a little bit longer than I intended, but I really do believe it was worth it. I hope you share this and I hope you got some great food out of this, some good nuggets. Um, So bless y'all. Thank you once again for riding the wave of Wisdom in Red. Y'all be blessed.